The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into the second hour of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I am, in fact, Chris Yao. I am, in fact, joined by Maurice Patton. Also in the building, J.P. Plant, Coach Mike, and a host of others. A host <laughs> of others, including... Columbia Fire Chief Ty Cobb and Great American Ty Cobb. <laughs> Would this classify as a gaggle of people? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's, mm. de- that's definitely a gaggle. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the word gaggle. Um, what? I don't know though. Like, that's a good one. Do we have a? I think like there's like a sleuth of sloths. Ooh, like that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Chris, that 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 the studio next door kind of reminds me of the renowned real estate agent here in Columbia, whose name fails me, but you'll know as soon as I say this. Too much jelly. Too for much one jelly. Biscuit. Yeah. It's Jimmy Duggar. Jimmy. Jimmy Duggar. <laughs> Jimmy D. Jimmy D. Yeah. yeah there we Jimmy go. Jimmy D. Duggar. Yeah. And he is in fact too much jelly for one biscuit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. We've met him. He is. We He's love fantastic. Jimmy D. Um, a murder of crows. Ooh, that's a good one. A murder of crows. I wonder if the murder hornets are also a murder of of murder, murder of hornets. murder hornets. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Does, what's what's the sound you. of a se- of a show going off the rails? Um, that or perhaps that one. That one. Yeah, what that about one. what about a business of ferrets? That's a good one. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's move. I'll show you the business. <laughs> Giving him the business. business. <laughs> NFL officiating. <laughs> Humor there. <laughs> Let's talk about the NCAA tournament a little bit because we want to, we want to update you. You can't really update you on the bracket challenge because nothing has changed since Monday. Weren't there some women's games last night though? Yes, oh. but the, the, unfortunately they're not in our 
Yeah, they're not in our bracket. We uh, should have just, done a women's bracket challenge. It, oh, yeah, that espe- been fun. especially with everything that's going on this week. Yeah, absolutely. We, we we don't want to catch any of the fallout from everything else, but um, except not because I lost two Final Four teams in the second round, both Tennessee and Georgia. Almost lost a third last night as Texas A&M nearly got beat, but they if, they who, survived overtime. Jordan Nixon was that her name? Scored thirty five points for A and M. Including the game winner, as the horn went off, the the runner in the yeah. middle of the lane banked it off the glass and put it through. Yeah. So, anyway, bracket challenge is presented by Amigos Mexican Grill. Three great locations: one in Spring Hill in the crossings, one down in Chapel Hill. I'm not sure what what the uh, the little shopping center that is. I'm but not it, either. It is in the shopping center mm-hmm. and in Lewisburg. Uh, they have great Mexican cuisine, obviously, great margaritas, and catering. That's really the big thing there. Catering, uh, lowest $10 a person. So if you're getting married and you're like, hey, I need to do this cheap and delicious, Amigos is the way to go because queso at a wedding is always top-notch. Trust me, I know I have eaten a lot of wedding food. Or... If you want to do something crazy and throw a Cinco de Mayo party. Hey, yep. That's in like, you know, a month and About six days. weeks or so, yeah. Yeah. It's closer than you think. It is. <laughs> you can also order online. You can. It's AmigosMexicanGrillSH.com for all three locations. So, all right. Uh, so, the reason I want to talk about the NCAA tournament in this particular segment is USA Today. We all, if you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. But USA Today published an editorial that essentially said, we want Oral Roberts out of the tournament. They they don't even want him to play in the Sweet 16. Why? Because it's not an inclusive university. And I just... uh, we're talking basketball here, folks. This it's basketball. I'm just saying this is that's a little that's a little ridiculous. But hey, <laughs> if you know, you know, and it's probably best for me to just leave it there. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, it just. There are certain things that, look, I get it. If you want to, if you want to make certain rules for whatever, but they're part of the NCAA. They take part in the NCAA. They abide by the rules of the National Collegiate Athletic Association. So. You know, as much as anybody else does. I mean, if if you're looking for clicks and you're looking for, you know, shock jock headlines, I guess that's one way to to do it. And trust me, they're looking for clicks uh, any way they can get them. I, I thought you said if you know, you know. Well, if they don't know, now they do. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just I, thought that was ridiculous. It, it's. I I don't necessarily want to go as far as to say it's ridiculous but it's certainly 
shock jock ish. I think it. I think it has its merit. I think it's a thought that has its merit from the standpoint that they are not an inclusive university, but there are other universities that would fit that description as well in some way, oh, shape, or form. Oh, no doubt. Plenty. I mean, so, are you just going to – Are, you, are is, is, it, is it just Oral Roberts because they're in the Sweet 16 and no one else that would fit that description is in the Sweet 16? I mean, yes. We didn't hear this about Liberty. Correct. And everybody knows how everybody feels about that particular leadership group. <laughs> I mean – I mean the point the point that they're making is not an invalid point. Uh, I'm not sure that it deserves them not being allowed to participate in the tournament, but yeah. I mean, I mean if you if you want to call out Oral Roberts University, call out Oral Roberts University, but as long as they're part of the NCAA and they've done what they're supposed to do and they abide by those rules, then right. let's leave the tournament alone, leave them leave their their team be. Is I guess it's my point. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's ridiculous. Because yeah. I mean, you're, we've already played two games. Now you, yeah. now you got something to say. Got to say something. Speaking of ridiculous, uh, mm-hmm. this is—it's not Wild and Wacky Wednesday. That was yesterday, but uh, this is pretty freaking ridiculous in itself. Apparently, according to my friend Adam Barnhart at ComicBook.com, uh, a used to be a CBS affiliate i'm not sure if they still are um pepsi is releasing a peeps flavor i guess that's better than cinnamon toast crunches shrimp flavor (laughs) i mean but peeps flavored pepsi um it's just gonna taste like sugar don't peeps have different flavors though or just different colors. No, they're just different colors. It's okay. Just it's all. It's all just. It's just sugar marshmallow. and marshmallow. Sugar yeah. and marshmallow. Okay. So what are they going to do? They're just going to put sugar like sugar crystals at the bottom of the of the Pepsi can, so that you know when you finish it, that's what you that, that's what you get. As if you need more sugar in a, a Pepsi can. Yeah. Because <laughs> Pepsi is <laughs> Pepsi is the sweeter of the two major cola brands. So it's weird. Which. Is why, well, I guess that's why I'm a Coke guy. When I drink one of those too, JP, we're 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 going off on the the TriStar Sports Live uh, uh, show show run here, but I do want to mention this because a tweet that I saw the other day, where someone said that nobody they knew in the South calls soda Coke. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous because I'm in the South and it's Coke. Yeah. You know, it, if I go to the gas station and I pull up and you're in the car with me, uh-huh. JP, I say, you want a Coke? And you'll say, sure, grab me a Mountain Dew. Yeah, what kind? <laughs> yep. What kind of Coke? Yep. I mean. Sundrop, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Sprite. Yep. Cheerwine. Oh, RC. Grape Coke. Yep. <laughs> Grape Coke if you're in Mount Pleasant South. Um you can only that's that's yeah. the northernmost place you can get Grapeco is in Mount Pleasant, <laughs> and he knows because he's looked. <laughs> and I have looked. <laughs> that was a that was a craving that Sarah had, and I I searched and searched and finally found it at uh, in Mount Pleasant and at the pizza place. Mm. So it goes great with uh, a 
pepperoni and sausage extra cheese pizza. Mm. Just saying. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, are y'all peeps people or no? No, no, not a peeps, not, no. not peeps at all. No, not see, a, I don't like peeps either. I'm not a marshmallow person. Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't mind marshmallows. I, I like uh, to roast marshmallows. Sure. I like s'mores. Yeah, I like marshmallows on top of uh, uh, sweet potato casserole. Yeah, I hate marshmallows on top. Yeah, of sweet I'm okay casserole. with that. I'm more the brown sugar topping. The brown sugar with the with the pecans. Yeah, if, but if I were to choose, but I, I'll the pecans are optional, but the brown sugar mm-hmm. glaze is yeah, yeah, that's that's legit. See, I've, ne- I've never sugar. had the brown sugar glaze without pecans in it, which is why I've never had the brown sugar glaze. Well, come Thanksgiving, we'll take See, care of that. That and Moe's uh, uh, famous mac and cheese. That's right. We'll, we'll, Actually, we may just need to have that be part of the whole hog barbecue. Okay. Yep. That he doesn't Absolutely. know about. Yeah, he wasn't listening. He wasn't I guess. listening to yes. the show yesterday. Apparently, um, we're going to be doing some fashion of a um, whole hog roast. Who's we? He's got a mouse in his pocket. <laughs> um, no, no, really. I, so uh, this was a topic on the sh- on TriStar Sports Live yesterday, which airs uh, five to six. I don't know what days. Uh, what Monday days. through Thursday at, for now on this season during this season. Yes, um, right but so essentially, Wes and was talking about moonshiners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the show on Discovery. And apparently, one of the guys from Tickle, Tickle, Tickle from Moonshine <laughs> has has a sideshow called Smoke Ring, I yeah. think, where he apparently hosts barbecue competitions. And instead of trophy and money, you get moonshine. That's the trophy. And one of those was a whole hog competition, and that just triggered my bucket list. That you know, I've never done it. I've always wanted to. Um, I I was I was at a a friend's. Uh, cabin um, down in the south part of the county over the weekend and talked about that very thing. Might try to make that happen over the summer. And um, and then Wes and I got to talking on the air about it that uh, Wes said, you know, I've got some cinder blocks. And I said, you know what? I bet we know somebody here at the station that has a little farmland just outside of town that would probably love to host a few guys and gals and to have a, a nice old-fashioned um, – Oh, good pig roast! I'm so down. Uh huh. Because um, I don't know. It's been 25, 30 years now. A bunch of guys that I went to school with mm-hmm. over at MTSU. A guy had cut open, you know, cut a 55 gallon drum mm-hmm. long ways, slapped a grill on it, slapped a whole hog on yep. it, and and let that thing go for about 12 hours or so. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, just let me know. Yeah, that and, and let me know what I need to bring. A little, little team I'm, bonding. I'm, yeah, I'm in. What do you say? I don't. I don't know if um, uh, you know. Obviously, last year they did not have the festival, but the whole hog festival they actually have a whole hog uh, at that used to be the country ham fest in Spring Hill. They have it the mm-hmm. first Saturday in October. Uh, last year, two years ago, they rebranded it as the whole hog fest instead of country ham because they just didn't have a whole lot of country ham there. Yeah. So when you have a whole hog, you you know, you got barbecue and whatever. There's a lot of things that you can you can tie into that bacon yeah. and barbecue and that sort of thing. Sure. But uh yeah, so they I think Martin's had a, a whole hog on their pit. And mm. so that was kinda cool. 
So good. Yeah, it's it's solid. So we got to do that, yep. definitely. Go. And then you got to have some mac and cheese, and we well, got to have some sides. So that's that's what you can bring. I don't necessarily have to have sides. That's true. You don't have to. <laughs> But it's, it's an excuse to uh, to get that in the mix. When you just go, when you just hack That's off true. a hunk yeah. of... Oh, no plates. Yeah. No plates, no utensils. Yeah, just a knife. A hatchet, a butcher. Yeah. A cleaver. Just to get through that bone to get that... Uh, Whatever it is you're trying to get yep, to. That's yeah. right. Oh, it's that fantastic. Slab of, slab of ribs. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, we're going to talk later in the show about the Atlanta Braves... And the Nashville Predators and a certain officiating ordeal. <laughs> um, but uh, some big news coming out of the Braves camp this morning about 10 minutes ago. So we will tell you what that is later in the show. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Joel Corey, a former pro football agent. And uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about what free agency is kind of like. So stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into the show here on WKOM WZYX live on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We're coming to you live from the Front Porch Sports Studios on West 7th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia. Gotta love it. And we are not always um, as awesome as we are today because rarely do we get um, the, I, I say rarely do we get, you know, big, big name guests, but here's what we get. We get the most interesting people to come on our show. And it's all thanks to Mo. Obviously, he's he's got the that Rolodex that can't that be flipped rolled. over. Roll, yeah, Rolodex. The Rolodex that doesn't roll anymore. Yep. Uh, he has to literally like pry it open to find names. It's ridiculous. 
Um, <laughs> He's the jaws of life. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but it's it, it's just really cool when 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 Mo's like, "Hey, you want to get so and so on?" And I'm yeah. like, "Who's that?" And then he's like, "This guy." And I'm like, "Oh, heck yeah, that's great!" Like, who else is gonna do that? So this is really cool. I'm really excited to bring on uh, Joel Corey. He's going to join us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline here. He is a former pro football agent, host of Inside the Cat podcast, and uh, does some analysis for CBSSports.com on NFL contracts and salary caps and whatnot. Uh, So we're going to reach out to him because this, obviously right now, we're right in the middle of, in the thick of things as far as, free agent signings go and whatnot and Jadavian Clowney visiting the Browns yesterday and, and all this, that, and the other. So tons to talk about here. So welcome to the show. Uh, Joel, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me. Joel, um, it just kind of came to me with all of the free agency movement going on and with everybody trying to make room for signings and different things like that. I mean, it, it's got to be a really fascinating time for agents, try, particularly this year, I think, trying to deal with, you know, the, the shrinking cap and different stuff like that. I mean, um, you've been in these situations where the money is flowing and, and when it's not and trying to get the best deal for your guy and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of moving parts there, I would think, typically. Yeah, this is one of the more frustrating years because the cap dropped $15.7 million from last year. So if you have a guy that was highly desirable in free agency, then you needed to shift gears to a plan B, whether that was going to be readjust your expectations on a long-term deal or if you had a guy come off a rookie contract, do a bridge deal or a one-year deal and try to hit it again next year when the cap is definitely going to increase from what it was this year. Hopefully it'll get back to $198.2 million like it was in 2020 or higher. You know, when you when you look at a team like the Titans, who is pretty much who we look at most closely, obviously, um, you see the moves that they had to make to kind of free up some money. Ultimately, how do you see this working out for them? I mean, is – is J-Rob going to be able to keep them at the competitive level that they've been at the last couple of years when you have to, you know, cut folks to add folks? Well, they needed to do something with the pass rush, and that was a priority in signing um, Bud Dupree and Danico Autry. I'm not sure about the cornerback moves. I thought Malcolm Butler would get cut, but Adoree Jackson was kind of a surprise to me. Bringing in Janoris Jenkins and Kevin Johnson is the best the lateral move. I'm kind of curious as to if the Titans tried to shop Adoree Jackson before they cut him because the Giants ended up signing him to a three-year deal for $39 million. So presumably you should have been able to get a late-round pick for him. The bigger issue to me on staying competitive is the history of running backs after a 2,000-yard season isn't particularly great. You've never had one who's immediately followed it up with 1,500 yards. You've only had two guys go over the 1,500-yard mark the season after, and that was Eric Dickerson and O.J. Simpson. So Derrick Henry duplicating what he's done the past two years, that would be defying the odds, and he's, he's the focal point of the offense. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I, but also, I don't think there have been a lot of running backs like Derrick Henry in, a, in this particular t- climate of the game. So I, I'll be curious to see how the Titans utilize him and how they build around because, you know, obviously it wasn't just the defense that they cut some guys. I mean, yeah, they went out and got Dennis Kelly and a couple of, uh, you know, re-signed Tyson Cut Dennis Sembra. Kelly. I'm sorry, Paul got Lamb. Kendall Lamb. Kendall Lamb mm-hmm. to replace Dennis Kelly. And Tyson Sambrello is coming back and that sort of thing. But is that be- – you know, is that a situation because of the salary cap drop that the Titans are also having to make some room through their offensive line? Yes, that is part of it. And also the salary cap dropping ensured that Johnny Smith was going to leave. Um, Titans were never going to pay him $12.5 million per year. No. Um, and Corey Davis leaving as well. Um, you cut Adam Humphreys. So you brought in Josh Reynolds. He needs to step up because there's a lack of threats for Ryan Tanner to pass to. So you're going to have to address receiver, fortunately, maybe through the draft because it's a deep year for receivers in the draft class. And I still think you need one more pass-catching tight end. I can see that for sure. Uh, Speaking with Joel Corey on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, Joel, kind of – a lot of people in, in Nashville want to understand the Jadavian Clowney situation. Obviously, last year he waited so late to sign. This year he's you know, he's a free agent again. He's, he's looking around. He's taking visits and that sort of thing. Uh, can you kind of shed some light on what that process is, is typically like for a guy like Jadavian Clowney? Well, he's coming off. Less than ideal circumstances. Mm-hmm. One, he was supposed to come in for his $13 million and provide a pass rush. Ends up having the knee surgery. Has no sacks. So you've got a guy that's got the first pick pedigree, which helps him, and has flashed that he can be great, but not on a consistent basis. Can't stay healthy. So the long-term deal money is not going to be there for him this year. And when, when you've had his injury history – Teams are going to want to meet with him, inspect him. The doctors are going to want to take a look at him. And he's probably going to sign another one-year deal. It's going to be, I would assume, less than what he signed last year. And he's really trying to put himself in the best position where if he stays healthy and has the type of years that he had in Houston, then maybe he can finally get a long-term deal to his satisfaction. But he's running out of time doing that because he's, played on a franchise tag, went the one-year deal route, is going to probably go it again this year. So at some point, that first-round pick pedigree starts to lose its luster as you get older. Interesting. And I think that's that's kind of what we all expected was why, why would you be looking for the deal that he got last year? And I guess, you know, obviously, he didn't have a whole lot of help from his, his teammates uh, – with the Titans last year in that pass rush. So, you know, even if you did have Reggie White, I'm not sure he could have done a whole lot more than what anybody else did last year. I'm just I'm just curious how that works. And, and, and just the idea of being a free agent in 2021 is has to be frustrating for agents and players both. 
Yeah, if you're an agent, you should have been candid with your client before the process started about the cap drop and how the money's not going to be there and start preparing them for the possibility that it's not going to be like it's been in the past. One thing some agents are afraid to do is tell a player what he needs to hear and may tell him what he wants to hear out of fear of getting fired. And I think if that's how you operate and you're doing your clients a disservice, but um, agents are afraid that someone else is in their ear telling them what they want to hear, whether they can deliver the goods or not. And sometimes that influences what an agent tells his client and it doesn't necessarily help them if you're not candid. You know, Joe, you mentioned receiver as a point of emphasis or should be a point of emphasis for the Titans in the upcoming draft. Um, for the reasons we just discussed with Jadavian Clowney, obviously a, a an edge rusher has got to be on their radar early as well. Which direction do you see them going? They've got the 22 pick right now. Um, there's been some conjecture about maybe trying to go up and get Devontae Smith. I mean, where do you see them going? What position? And do you see them sitting at 22? Or what would your thoughts be there? If there's a player you really like, then you try to move up. Um, we saw last year in the draft that receivers were plentiful, so there should be a really good one. at 22, the way this draft class is for receivers. Um, you addressed edge rusher in free agency by signing Bud Dupree to a five-year deal for $82.5 million or $35 million guarantees. You still still need more help there. You've also got Denico Autry, who can rush from the inside, but can also play on the outside as well. So I look at finding a weapon for Ryan Tannehill to be more the priority than another pass rusher. Um, obviously more news came down yesterday about Isaiah Wilson, um, a January arrest down in Georgia for speeding among other things. I, Joel, how, how do you miss on a guy the way the Titans missed on Isaiah Wilson? He's a unique case that there's so much going on with him. I can't recall a rookie or, or a young player since maybe Johnny Manziel that was able to find trouble the way Isaiah Wilson has. So I don't necessarily put that on, on the Titans. They did take them late in the first round. You typically don't see a team cut their losses as quickly as they did by basically giving them away to the Dolphins, who subsequently cut him. Um, you try to do your due diligence the best you can on the character of players. You can bring you're allowed in a normal year to bring thirty guys in. Um, last year you had to have Zoom visits, so maybe that had something to do with it was an unusual year in terms of being able to do your due diligence. There are no pro days um, for the most part. There were ones in early March, but everyone else has got canceled. So the information last year may not have been as good as it had been in past years, but he a unique case that you don't see come along, I'd say, maybe once every 10, 15 years. And so do you just write it off that way? Hey, this was this was an anomaly, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing? Or, I mean, because like you said, I, I don't – I don't think it was a case of the Titans not doing their due diligence. It just, it's so hard to figure out. Like you said, it's so unique because 
you didn't hear anything like this about him coming out of Georgia. It's hard to think that a guy went off the rails that far that fast, but uh, it's just a unique situation, like you said. Yeah, you do an assessment to see if you could have done anything differently, but I really think it's an anomaly that he was trouble was finding him, or he was finding trouble from seems like the day he got to Nashville. So you typically don't see that. I remember years ago the Vikings cut a first round pick, Demetrius Underwood, who went AWOL from training camp early on, but he had mental health issues, which I'm assuming is different from Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I don't know, but still, this is a unique case, and I think anyone who did take him would have the same problems the Titans had. Yeah, it certainly wasn't him coming to Nashville that did it. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. Hey, Joel, um, we, we're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Joel Corey from CBS Sports, um, hosts Inside the Cap podcast. Um and does some contract and salary cap analysis for cbssports.com. But before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, I've seen a couple of um, tweets regarding some HBCU HBCU Pro Days uh, combine-type situations that are going to be held in in advance of the upcoming draft. Most, well, all HBCUs are – FCS programs or or lower, they're playing spring football this year. How does that dynamic work with the um, the draft this year? Do you think? Uh, puts them behind the eight ball because you're playing a football season. So typically, after the football season ends in the fall, that you dedicate a month, six weeks, eight weeks to training for the combine, and then pro day so these guys aren't going to be preparing specifically for 40 in the underwear olympics and (laughs) those types of drills so if you had a guy like a trey lance you decide you know what i'm done playing football um and i'm just gonna dedicate myself to trying to get drafted as high as possible but you had the players from the fbs schools uh, been trying to train and get ready for this for the draft since December, January. So it's a less than ideal circumstance. So if you're an underclassman and you were thinking of coming out, maybe you should come back for your senior year unless you feel like you solidified yourself to be a very high pick now based on what you've done this season. And then if you're someone who's a going to be a senior next year you're going to be playing two football seasons in a short period of time so maybe if you've done something really well and you're not going to come out maybe you don't play in the fall yeah that's it's certainly going to be an interesting dynamic in in fcs football next year no doubt um i for one am in the camp of playing fcs football in the spring and letting them play one or two money games in the fall as part of their off-season workouts but hey who am i and what do i know um there's that uh joel thanks so much for hanging out with us today we really appreciate your time and your insight uh, tell folks how they can find you on social media and on your podcast so you can find me on twitter at Corey joel that's c-o-r-r-y-j-o-e-l and i have a podcast called inside the cap on nfl contracts and the salary cap that i do uh usually we cool well 
again, we appreciate your, your time today and uh, look forward to speaking with you in the future. And uh, hopefully we'll have some better news next year on the cap. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, Joe. Joel Corey on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk uh, Preds, Braves, uh, mostly in the, the next segment, and maybe we won't get off on a whole hog. Who knows? Uh, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Yes, welcome back into the show. 14 minutes to the top of the hour. Hope you guys are enjoying today's show down in WZYX country here on WKOM each and every weekday, 9 to 11 a.m. If you are in uh, if you're in Franklin County and you want to listen to the show and uh, it's not on, on Tuesday or Thursday, which you can find on WZYX. You can listen to it live or watch it on Facebook, of course. You can listen to it on frontporchradiotn.com slash WKOM dash stream. Just go to frontporchradiotn.com. It's right there. Can't miss it. Um, and if you missed any part of today's show and you want to go back and listen, we'll have the podcast up a little bit later. Um, we'll have, obviously, the prep sports hour in the first podcast, and then, of course, this hour will be a second separate podcast so and then we'll cut that joel Corey interview out for the special guest podcast for today so plenty of ways to listen uh about 45 minutes a piece on those uh on those each of those podcasts except the special guests so you know not quite an hour you don't have quite as many commercials on the podcast so works out for you um just going through Twitter, as we are one to do, uh, on throughout the show, uh, it came across the David O'Brien tweet that uh, confirms Max Freed will start opening day for the Atlanta Braves in Philadelphia, uh, and that is ten days away or nine. April third, whatever that is. It's nine or ten days away. I think it's ten. So, is it the third? Uh, it's yeah. Um, not a shock. No. But at the same time, not a sure thing either, as we were saying off air. I mean, um, we had heard Charlie Morton mentioned as potential opening day starter, which kind of um, almost irritated me as much as the Braves opening in Philadelphia, to be honest. I mean, I thought 
Max Free was the no-brainer for everything that he had done last year, and with Charlie Morton coming in as a as a free agent from Tampa Bay, I felt like Freed was the guy, if not Soroka, who obviously isn't going to be ready. But because um, he's when he is ready, he's going to take an extra month <laughs> that you have suggested. <laughs> you know, I think Achilles tears are just so problematic and so scary and particularly for a pitcher i would think Mm -hmm. you know that i just want to make sure when he's back he's back he's back that's right yeah and so and i'd rather lose him for a month than the rest of the year or or career right but i mean i i think even as shaky as the braves pitching was last year i think they've got enough guys that they can cover up for soroka if it's june before he comes back well, and I would not be bothered if it's June before he comes back. Yeah, and I, I think you know what you what you're going to see. The rotation that we're going to see uh, is probably going to be Freed, Morton, Ian Anderson, Drew Smiley, and Bryce Wilson. Drew Smiley, who will throw today uh, in a at the bottom of what will likely be the opening day roster. Uh, it appears the Braves will, will will line up today against the Tampa Bay Rays with uh, their their most likely roster with Acuna leading off playing right field, Ozzy Albies at second base hitting second, Freddie Freeman in the three hole at first base, uh, Ozuna in left field, uh, batting cleanup, Darno at number five behind the plate, uh, Danzy Swanson in the six hole, both on the field and in the lineup. <laughs> Austin Riley playing um, third base and hitting seventh, and Christian Pache in center field uh, hitting eighth. I really, really want to see Dansby and Ozzy swapped. Yeah, I mean, either one, but I, yeah. I just really like Ozzy in a run-producing situation, and I like Dansby better as a – you know, table set or move move Acuna around or, you know, hit one in the gap and score him, that kind of thing. I I, I really like Dansby at two and Ozzy at six better than that. But, you know, who am I? What do I know? Um, Either one works for me. I mean, it's Braves, six, one, half dozen, another for me. I, I don't know. Braves open on Friday, April 9th at Philadelphia. So that's. More than two weeks. Look, man, I'm just going by the Braves Twitter that had a picture of. I understand. Oh, just uh, trying, just trying to get accurate information out there. Oh, mm-hmm. and that game will be on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM. So be sure and check that out. Literally, a picture posted by the Braves today. I don't think it's the ninth, man. I think it is the third. Because Ozzy Albee's picture, one week until opening day. <laughs> that would be seven days. Yeah, you're right. I think the ninth is our home opener. I misread this schedule. My gotcha. Bad. Okay, I, I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah they I tweeted. mean, you would think they would know. They yeah. would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they open on April 1st, which is a week from today there at we go. Philadelphia. Their home opener is April 9th. Against Philadelphia. Yeah. My bad. 
We're good. We're they're, good. They're right. As we wear our Braves garb, all our Braves garb on. I like how our hats are like inverted colors. You got the red yeah. top, the navy I'm, bill. I got the. Well, we can't be coming in here looking like the Bobsy twins. <laughs> Google it. Speaking. <laughs> you know, it, it looks like you planned your attire. We, but we didn't. We most definitely did not, because oh. as you've seen, every now and then we do come in mirror images. So you two are simpatico. Yeah. We've, yeah, we figured that out here Yesterday. earlier this week. Actually, <laughs> yes, we were trying. We were walking to the car and said something. I mean, it was it in, was like a stereo. church. It was like a church choir been together twenty years. It sounded so good. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. it was wild. Hey, you, you didn't know what you were going to do with one of us. Now you got two of us. But yes, you can listen to the Braves all season. WKRM one hundred three point seven FM, our sister station here on Front Porch Radio. Uh, I think it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, with them coming off of a appearance in the NLCS, I think it's going to be a fun year this year. And as we were giving our friend Pernell Knox grief yesterday at lunch, um, we're going to be in the NLCS. Not sure that his Dodgers are now. Whether whether yeah, whether the Dodgers join us or not, that's, that's yeah, up to them. You but can come on, but um, the they they, are going to be they, they got the Padres to deal with. That's going to be fun. You know, every year I get so worried because I sit here and go, man, the NL East is loaded with pitching. Loaded with pitching. And every year. And every year, <laughs> it just feels like we hit it. Yeah. And, and it's so crazy. is The Braves, outside of DeGrom, outside of Jake DeGrom, the Braves pretty well smash other teams' better pitchers. And, they, how, they, they and, and, how, many, and how many times did we miss him last year? A bunch. Yeah. Uh, we struggle against the the bottom half of that mm-hmm. that rotation typically, <laughs> but uh, I mean everybody struggles against the Grom. What are you going to do? Yeah, right? yeah. So you just kind of write that one off. Yep. So yeah, Braves uh, got a heck of a lineup, and Max Fried will start opening day. So congratulations to that young man. Um, let's talk a little bit before we get out of here about uh, referee Tim Peel in National Hockey League. Might as well. Everybody else has. Uh, this is frustrating for me as an official and someone who has always felt like they're that that the vast majority, if not almost all, officials outside of I guess the NBA guy who got fired for betting. Um, Tim Tim Donahue. Clearly, it's a Tim thing. Uh, no more referees named Tim. <laughs> That's, if your name is Tim, find a new name or find a new career. Because uh, <laughs> clearly there's an issue here. But Tim Peel was, was heard on a hot mic talking to another official. Uh, he said it wasn't much, but he wanted to get a penalty on the Predators early uh, in their win over the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I don't know why, if uh, if it was about setting the tone early and letting them know that they couldn't, they, they weren't going to let them get away with a lot because there are some times. So, like last night, C-State, Southwest. Mm. If, you, mm. if you know what – if you understood what happened in the first game, you definitely want to get out there and call it tight. You're going to tell your friends. You're going to tell your, your, your officials, we're calling it tight. Get everything you can early. Set the tone. Let them know that they're not going to be able to play with their hands and that sort of thing. Because it's easier to call it tight early 
and loosen up. That's right. Than it is to call it loose early and right. tighten up. Man, you ain't play. You ain't called that all, all night. night. Now you you gonna call it now? Yeah. Come on now. Much easier to go. Yeah. To, to put it, you know, back in. Not easy to put it back in the box. No. Nope. So uh, I get, and that may have been his mindset. Poor choice of wording. I don't know. <sighs> Awful choice of wording. Clearly. But what he said well, certainly sounds like he had an agenda. Yeah, well, I mean, it's different if you're going to call it tight and if you're looking to call something on a specific one team. team. That's correct. Yeah. Well, but again, you know, that the overall thought process behind the Predators maybe they do certain things that a lot of officials have let go. I'm not going to let that happen early. I'm going to let them know they can't do that tonight or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying there there's a potential explanation out there, but nonetheless, you can't say that on the ice. You you wait till you're in the locker room with the guys after the game or before the game, you know, whatever. Now I'm not completely understanding the mic situation. Was he mic'd? No, or what the, the, the referee is always mic'd because of Okay. When he's calling uh, a penalty or whatever. Okay, yes. okay. All right. But they're not always or apparently it may have been picked up by a TV microphone too. So, well, every mic is hot. Yes. <laughs> Peel will quote no longer according to the Associated Press will quote no longer be working uh NHL games from now or in the future. Now or in the future. Which is the weirdest wording of every anything. He's fired. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the 54-year-old had planned to retire next month, but his early exit sparked discussion across the league about the approach and mindset of officials tracking the games. Uh, I just think, you know, it's important to, as an official, to never give the appearance of bias. Can't do that. We know that in our industry, and... It's it's unfortunate. So yeah, yeah, unfortunate for him, no doubt, no doubt. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. If you have any other, uh, if you want to check out our website sm-tnsports.com, the podcast will be there on the podcast tab a little bit later. Today's schedule is um, useless, so don't click on that tab until tomorrow, uh, <laughs> as the sun tries to peek out. Yeah, well, um, we appreciate it. Be back tomorrow, 9 o'clock, same bat time, same bat channel. For Coach Mike and J.P. Plant, Maurice Patton, the Hall of Famer, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Cool,